Blog Talk Radio. You have tuned in to the Sports Docket with Ace Man and the Cross. The best sports radio show on Blog Talk Radio. Big East Tournament is well underway. The Mets finally got all their players on the field. And Billy Crystal played some baseball today. We got it all coming up next on the docket. Hello and welcome to episode number 35 of Ace Man of the Quas. Uh You're listening, we got a lot for you tonight. Uh, there's a lot of chaos going on right now. Uh, we have uh, some spring training, but it's spring training. Uh, a lot of events going on, especially with the Yankees. Uh, you have Billy Crystal, uh, you have Shelly Duncan uh, kicking people in the uh, leg. Uh, and you have, <laughs> you have umpires going to the The governor yeah. of New York going on with prostitutes. Uh, and there's a lot of craziness going on right now in the world. A lot of chaos. A lot to get to, and we sure we uh, love to have you here with us tonight on the Sports Socket. Yeah, and uh, once, once again, and I'm Ethan Quasson, uh, Quas. Uh, once again, coming up at 9.30, we have a roundtable. Uh, Jessica Bader of NBN.com, the blog over there, is Take the 7 Train. Then we have Matt from 7 Train to Shea Radio Show. We'll join Matt uh, Pignataro will join us then. And also joining us will be Frankie the Sports Guy, so we got that coming up at 9.30, uh, so be sure to stay tuned for that as well. But again, a lot to get into. Um, selection yeah, show definitely. Is, I mean, selection. a lot, and also, later in the show, uh, I'll just remind you, sometime within like the first 10 to 20 minutes of the show, we will have a special promotional call uh, code. You will have to listen to that, and if you get that code and enter it in, we will have a random drawing to well, yes. who gets to talk to Gary Carter when we have him on in the future. So yeah. that should de- you have to definitely listen to that. Also, Marshall for Lewis. people living in Lindbrook, yeah. I will be taking class night calls tonight. So if you want to uh, talk about your grade and why your grade's going to win tomorrow, you're uh, more than uh, more than entitled to do that. Uh, we have a lot of free air, I guess, when our guests don't come on. Definitely We're taking calls now at one six four six four seven eight five one one eight. So without further ado, Ethan, uh, let's get started. Yeah, a lot to get into, of course. Um, well. Um, uh, what we didn't mention uh, in the opening here was hockey. Oh, hockey yeah. is really getting down to the stretch now, uh, especially with two New York teams in the race right now. You have the looking Devils. very good for two of the three new local teams. It's looking very bad. You know, the Islanders right now are out. They're done. But the Devils are first place right now, Atlantic Division. Actually, no, I'll fix that. Second place, <laughs> uh, 86 points. I didn't do that on purpose, by the way. That's <laughs> just an accident. Uh, okay. But, 86 points for the Devils. They're currently down 2 nothing right now in Minnesota. And they lost 4 nothing a few nights ago to the Canadians, so they really got to up their game here if they want to go uh, get a high seed here in the playoffs. And you have the upcoming, the surging Rangers, who are the hottest team right now in the NHL. They have taken points in their last 13 games in a row, going 10-0-3. Uh, they're on their best streak uh, since 1994. 
So the Rangers are definitely a force to be uh, reckoned with at 83 points. And Steve, what are your thoughts? Is Carey Price the real deal? Uh, Carey Price, uh, Canadian's been impressive. Uh, Canadians right now have two good goalies. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, no. Well, well, they did give Price a job, right? Because they traded uh, Christopher Gray. They traded, they traded to, uh, who Washington. to the uh, to Washington? Yeah. Yeah. So, so but right now, price? yeah, they took a chance, but Price has been good. Canadians right now first overall in the Eastern Conference. A huge game tonight. Uh, Montreal against Ottawa. We'll keep you. Uh, we'll give you a score on that a little bit later. Mm-hmm. And some other, some, other, some other big games going on tonight. Um, you have, uh, of course, New Jersey and Minnesota. That game, New Jersey is trailing right now. The Devils haven't scored a goal for a couple of games now. And uh, Tampa Bay against Boston. Boston again in race for that number eight spot. So a lot of uh, playoff action. NHL only t- ten games left. You know, the Rangers get always lucky every year because the Rangers they seem to play more games than anybody else early, and then eventually, and they have this big break time for games down the stretch. So the Rangers, uh, they, they took advantage of that this year, and they went on a 10-0-3 run during the stretch. Uh, they haven't had a regulation loss for 13 games. That's just phenomenal. Yeah, it really is phenomenal. Also, a little bit later in the show, we'll, um, a little twist here. We will uh, rate Elliot Spitzer's uh, prostitute here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we'll rate her out of 10. That'll be a little bit later in the show. Yeah, I mean, You could also call in on that if you want. You know, you yeah, that, that, uh, Most of you saw a picture in the newspaper mm-hmm. this morning. Hello. You know what, you know what Stephen? Um, I actually spoke on this my other show uh, with uh, John through the night, and John basically said he thinks that you know all the govern all the governors and all the uh, well a lot of people government are doing this, but they just don't get caught. I mean, you know, uh, of course with the phone tap, ridiculous. But anyway. Uh, also, yeah. Uh, also, later in the show, we will also be getting to some uh, NCAA uh, basketball here. We're getting towards uh, March Madness. Of course. Yes, and the, right now, actually, uh, the Big East the tournament is in action. Uh, a lot going on with the Big East tournament. Yeah, right now, game Syracuse, in progress. Uh, Syracuse is the team I'm rooting for because I want to go to Syracuse. Uh, I want to go there uh, for the girlism program. But uh, Syracuse uh, lost to Villanova yesterday, 82 to 63, which will probably mark the end of the uh, Jim Boheim era. And for the first time uh, in in like 20 years, we got a great uh, game going right now. Actually, there's a game in progress. Mm-hmm. Uh, Louisville and Pittsburgh tied at two with uh, just 20 seconds left. So we'll uh, keep close on that game. And, and Pittsburgh, of course, uh, beat Cincinnati uh, at the Garden. So that was a big win for uh, Pittsburgh uh, in the first round. They uh, they were the favorites, but Cincinnati is a tough team. And uh, Pittsburgh uh, held through and beat them. Also, Marquette beat Senior Hall. I don't think Senior, I don't think the uh, uh, Senior Hall are going to have a chance in that game either. I, 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 I don't think... Uh, Bobby Gonzalez has done a good job with the Pirates there, so we'll see what happens. Again, I, I think I think uh, for the tournament next week. I mean, the Georgetown's going to be tough. Georgetown uh, looks unbeatable right now. I, I think they're going to be. Uh, well, they played Villanova today. Did they win? Probably did. Uh, hold on, Villanova. Um, how to keep track of all these games? But uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, it is. Uh, Villanova lost. Lost to Georgetown, 82-63. Uh, Robin, well, same score in the Villanova game. Well, right now, the, I mean, this this isn't the big one right now. This is just the Big East title, but the big one is next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, when On Sunday, when the selection committee selects the 64 teams that will be in the uh, big tournament uh, to decide who will become the national champion. Uh, update in the Devils game. Uh, the Devils have uh, scored their first tally. Uh, Devils uh, scored 2-1 to one. Vish, Vishnevsky, however you pronounce that. Okay. The uh, defenseman uh, with a goal. Big goal there. Two to one. They've cut their lead in half. 
So Devils on the board now, and uh, possibly looking for more. Uh, also, another big story of the NCA. Again, we're going to make a big show next week. We'll let you know about that. Uh, we'll keep you posted on that. But uh, West Virginia um, is going to the going to the dance because today they beat UConn. They upset them, uh, 78-72. Um, West Virginia. That's a big upset as they defeated UConn today. Uh, West Virginia was number five, and Connecticut was the fourth seed. But uh, that's a big upset. Not anyway. a big upset, but you know an upset. Uh, I watched that uh, game. A lot of fouls called late in that game. Mm-hmm. Uh, a few questionable calls, but it was close. But West Virginia nailed it down at the end. And uh, UCLA, which is at the top right now in the in both rankings, uh, UCLA is at the top not only in the AP poll but in the coaches' poll as well. They're number three in the AP, number two in the coaches' poll. Today uh, they had a route in their win over um, uh, over over California State. So uh, UCLA is going on to the big dance, no surprise there. But, again, there's a lot of NCAA talk to get into, and we're going to more that next week after uh, they make their picks for the big dance. Of course, it's always a lot of fun. You've got to fill out your brackets, uh, make lots of bets, and you uh, a lot of fun. Uh, with the yeah, definitely. I mean, uh, we'll, we'll definitely do Facebook, a lot of fun. You know, Facebook, everybody's going to have yeah, their brackets. In the next few weeks, we're going to do, like, a bracket show, maybe next uh, next Wednesday, you Next said? Monday night, maybe. We're gonna, well, next March Wednesday, Tuesday. I mean, that'll be perfect time to fill out our brackets. Uh, we'll, 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 On the we'll, air. <laughs> we'll give you the winners in each uh, in uh, each uh, section of the bracket, and, uh, you know, we'll give you some upsets. Uh, we'll hopefully have an expert maybe from ESPN on uh, to talk about it. And also, next week, uh, just a little reminder early that we are uh, tentatively expecting Mark Malusis to join us. Mark Malusis, that's from WFAN. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does a show. Uh, he usually does uh, overnights uh, during the week. It's him and Tony Page that kind of uh, you know share the overnights. So, yeah, they do at different times. But so, Mark Malusis is a great job. Host, uh, he he's should join us next week. Over there, yeah, Mark Malusis join us next week, and eventually we'll have other guys on in the future. And again, uh, we will be announcing at some point during the show. Maybe we can announce it right now. It's ten minutes in. Uh, I guess we'll take a little break. Yeah, we'll take here. a quick commercial break, and right after the break, we're going to announce our promotional code. Um, we're going to announce our promotional code uh, to for you to have a chance to talk to Gary Carter live. Yes. Yeah, so um, once again, remember when we come back, we will announce the promotional code, and uh, see you then. The Sports Doc and Live from Limburg is brought to you by Aces Hardware Store. Everything you could ever want is at Aces Hardware Store. Sports Docket is your source for spring training coverage. We've got beat reporters from the Mets and Yankees. Now with back us to the, the sports beginning of 2008. Keep your radio dial locked in. Sportsdocket.com slash man the quash. Now back to the sports docket with Ace Man of the Quas. And welcome back, nine eleven. Well, look at that, nine uh, eleven on a Thursday night, uh, March thirteenth on a Thursday night here in New York City and Lindbrook. Uh, once again, welcome back to our show. We do have the best sports uh, training coverage in town. We had Ted Berg on in the past, Adam Rubin. So again, uh, we do have. A lot of a spring training coverage for you. And, of course, uh, today, uh, Billy Crystal got his knack at it. Uh, he signed that one-at-back deal. He struck out, but uh, he, uh, he got a chance to do it. 
for him, a dream come true. It was his 60th birthday. He wore number 60. He got to have batting practice with Alex Rodriguez. He got some uh, tips on how to play the game. So, uh, nice touch for Billy Crystal's 60th birthday. Billy Crystal did make contact with the ball. I thought this was pretty much a joke. But, uh, you know, I guess the Yankees gave the guy's chance uh, to uh, play in the big leagues. Uh, you know, Billy Crystal uh, got his one at bat. You know, he, he ran the count full, but he struck out. He hit a foul ball down the right field line, so I guess it wasn't terrible. No, it wasn't bad. Yeah, the Yankees have been involved, actually, a lot of controversy this week. Uh, well, starting on, um, uh, I believe it was Monday, uh, the Yankee double-A catcher, I'm not sure what his name was, but he got rammed over by a Tampa Bay double Ray. Mm-hmm. And uh, there were some uh, some uh, concerns, some uh, disagreement by the managers, Joe Girardi and Joe Madden. And Don Zimmer. Uh, yeah, and uh, and Madden, uh, who the, the Rays are head coach. Uh, there was some disagreement on that. Uh, Joe Girardi thought it wasn't a good play, it wasn't a clean play, it shouldn't happen in the spring training. But on the Tampa Bay side, they were saying that it's just part of the game and that uh, you should play spring training like it is a real game, especially if you are trying to make the roster. So, in in uh, light of that, Shelly oh, Duncan, and, uh, yeah, Shelly Duncan uh, yesterday mm-hmm. uh, started a uh, bench-clearing brawl, and, uh, you know, um, Johnny Gomes came in uh, after he uh, made a dirty slide into second base and, um, you know, uh, kicked uh, uh, Ewan Moore, the second baseman. So, I mean, that, uh, you know, dirty play, and uh, that got a lot of attention, too. Now, of course, there you have Billy Crystal playing. So, a lot happening in Yankees camp this week. Carter, yeah. I'd also give a little update right now, changing topic just a little bit here. Uh, NCAA basketball right now, Pittsburgh and Louisville, they are in overtime. It is uh, 66 to 62, and there's two and a half left. And uh, Louisville just completed the layup, so now 66 64. It's a very close game. We'll keep you up there on that uh, to see who wins that game. Yeah, and also. Um We've got to get to the Mets here and the Yankees before, but the Mets finally got all their players on the field today. Uh, oh, by the way, Ethan, uh, before we get to the Mets, uh, yeah. how would you uh, rate uh, the uh, prostitute of Elliot Spitzer? <laughs> uh, like, well, like, well, out of what? Uh, ten, I guess. Out of ten? I'll give her eight. I mean, it, it, it's just ridiculous. I mean, that, that, these people won't do their job. I mean, it's the same thing if you're an athlete. Uh, you get the same, especially if you're a, post, a person with power that's supposed to do supposed to do your job, and uh, maybe that's why Spitzer was so arrogant. I don't know. I mean, it, that that addiction you can't let it get in the way of your job. So yeah, I, I give her an eight. Um, I don't know what eight. Spitzer was for. He gave her a big tip. So did you see those pictures? Yeah. Well, no, I haven't seen them. <laughs> it's at least a nine and a half. Come on. Uh, well, well, hello. I, uh, I'll put. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, a little bit of uh, little Chris Carden there, one of the best uh, talk show hosts in the morning, don't you think? Yeah, I guess so. But yeah, uh, but, but Ace Man of the Cross is one of the best talk show hosts too. Yeah, I know. Uh, but yeah, that's it's ridiculous. I mean, it's just... but again, uh, let's get back to the Mets here. Uh, finally, you know, Carlos Beltran, Carlos Delgado uh, got on the field. I mean, uh, and, the, and the Mets finally. I'm mean, the only guy now the Mets can get on the field is Luis Castillo. And once that happens, then the Mets will have everybody except for Morris Alou of their Yeah, I mean, the Mets are they're still a little banged up right now. But um, I believe that, uh, you know, I mean, uh, I think by the end of spring training, they'll be uh, fairly fine. Uh, so 
I, 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 really, I really think the Mets, uh, by the time the season comes, there shouldn't really be a lot of panic. Uh, there should, uh, there should really be a sense of hope, uh, especially in acquiring Johan Santana in the off season. Once again, uh, we are taking your calls. Yeah, anybody that's that we're ending at nine thirty. We're ending at nine, not nine thirty. So, so you know, we're not ending at nine thirty. We're ending at nine tonight. Uh, the people that um, we're not ending at nine. We're ending at you mean ten? And yeah, well, whoops. I'm on uh, on last this time, but yeah, we're ending at ten. Also today, I'm healthy. I'm still in trying to get that number five spot. Uh, pitch four and two yes. today. Uh, gave up two runs. Uh, the Cardinals. Mets had a great spring. They won a lot of games. A lot of guys have showed up, especially guys like Angel Pagan and uh, Anderson Hernandez. Actually, Willie Randolph called Angel Pagan the best athlete in camp. That's a big praise for the young kid. Uh, that's not, he's actually not young. <laughs> he's 30 years old, but he's trying to make the team, and he has a good shot. Uh, replacing oh, I didn't think he was 30. He's, uh, well, no, I don't he's, know, but the guy, you know, uh, he played uh, with the Cubs yeah, a few years. Really... Well, he's he was not, actually an original Met. Uh, he was drafted by the Mets, uh, but the guy didn't quite get into form, and now maybe he's starting to find his own in his career. So we'll definitely see. I think he's definitely going to make the team. I tell you, um, if you're a Mets fan, uh, you wouldn't mind El Duque coming out of the ball. For El Duque, I mean, we saw what El Duque did for the Chicago White Sox in the World Series, uh, in the playoffs, in the ball for 2005. I mean, uh, I wouldn't mind. I mean, Kofi last year was 3-8. and eight. Uh, his ERA was above, what, six, so. But I think Puffy can finally make it as a starter for the Mets, especially with the full season under his belt. Uh, and I think that uh, El Duque. No, Angel Pagan is uh, turning uh, 27. Uh, my bad. Uh, yeah, he's turning 27 in July. He's not 30. He's not 30. Well, he's not a young player. He's not, he's not a, uh, you know, he's not like a young kid coming out of college, but, you know, he's still fairly young. Uh, 27, she should be uh, getting close to the prime of his career. Uh, so maybe he could finally blossom into what uh, some uh, people predicted that he would be. Pittsburgh right now taking control of that game, seventy to sixty-four. Pittsburgh over, over Louisville. Uh, so uh, now what we will get to in our show, uh, Ethan. Uh, why don't you give uh, these listeners the code? Now, the code uh, once pen, again. Get your uh, pens, your pencils, your paper, or you could even type it up. Uh, we will give you a code right now. This is for a chance. Actually, uh, get your email ready. You can email the code right to us now. If you're right now, get your email. Get on your uh, email account and email us at docket at myeimedia.com. Takes two seconds. Subject title, promo code. So the code is, uh, in order for you to um, enter the bidding for this contest, the code is FARV8576, number FARV retired. That's F. A V R E eight five seven six doesn't matter caps or lowercase as long as you send us the code and then you have an opportunity uh, to be on with um, one of our future uh, guests on the program. So write it down, last and I'll say it, and uh, just uh, email us the code and we'll be right back after this. Hello, Mets fans. You're looking for a show that covers the Mets inside and out, and there's a show for you: the Seven Train to Shame Mets Radio Show on Blog Talk Radio. Join Matt, Greg, Mike, and special guests all season long with inside analysis on games, news, rumors, the minor leagues, and more. Voice your opinion or ask a question by calling into the show. For up the latest Mets news, rumors, opinions, and show schedules, visit our website at www.7traintoshay.blogspot.com. For Mets fans, by Mets fans, it's a 7 Train Shay Mets radio show. Now back with the sports docket with Ace Man and the Quas. 
the sports docket is not all sports. Neither is it all serious. We do get some laughs. In sports a little bit here. We'll switch the NBA a little bit. So the season just getting underway now. So do you think uh, we'll start with the meal this time? Think it's true or false? Will the San Antonio Spurs repeat as NBA champions? Um, you know, I'm tempted to say false because okay. every year you can make a case why they shouldn't, but <laughs> every year they seem to be the best team. But uh, you know, I, I'm going to say probably. I'm, I'm going to say yes. They're true. They're going to repeat. Uh, my opinion is, uh, my prediction is, I think they're going to have a down year, and all of a sudden they're going to bring Evil and Gorion into the dressing room after everything. <laughs> they're going to peak at the right time and win it again. But they do. <laughs> Tony I think we would all peak if she walked into our locker room, you know, guys? <laughs> Tony Parker is a lucky man. I, can yeah, I agree with that. I, they're, they're my favorite team just because of that. <laughs> When you watch those games in the NBA Finals, they show more shots of Evil and Gordon <laughs> yeah, exactly. than they uh, do of actually the we players. Send something to that cameraman, am I right? <laughs> the smart man, he knows what the viewers That's want right. to watch. Exactly. Hello and welcome back uh, to episode number uh, 35 of H-Man and the Quas. Uh, we definitely appreciate all of you uh, joining us tonight. Remember, you can call in at 1-646-478-5118. Just uh, to recap, uh, at about uh, 9.30 here, we're going to have Matt pick the taro. Uh, he's going to talk some mess with us. He's from the show uh, 7 Train uh, to Shea. But we got, we're going to do a little segment now. Also joining us will be Patrick um, Matt. going to be Frankie the Sports Guy. And it's also going to be um, joining us on, on the on the program Jessica Bader of um, NVN.com, the blog, take, take the Seven Train. Hopefully they'll all join us at approximately 9.30, and uh, we'll have a little Mets roundtable. Of course, a lot to get into uh, with the um, with the Mets. Uh, finally, their, their players actually return to the field as, as, as opposed to watching guys with number 85 and number 88 on their back for uh, two right. weeks. So, I mean, then finally you see players with actually real numbers and the names on the back of their jerseys playing on the fields instead of no-namers. But By uh, the way, uh, what, what I'm uh, asking you, uh, who do you think uh, looks older, Billy Crystal or uh, Julio Franco? <laughs> uh, that's a good <laughs> question. I, I, you know, I, I, watching Billy Crystal, I think uh, Julio Franco looks uh, a decade older than him even. Julio Franco looks like 100 years old. I mean, he looks older than uh, the Bridgestones who were pulling out the Super Bowl. Yeah, the guy looks ridiculously old. He uh, looks like the Kenby Matumbo a little bit. Yeah, like when Matumbo looked really old. The Kenby Matumbo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Remember that guy. All right, well, now we're going to, I guess, do a little segment that we like to call... Uh, 30 seconds of the Knicks? 30, no, no, not 30. Uh, 32 seconds of the Knicks. Oh, yes. You're giving two extra seconds. Anyway, uh, I'll get right to it right now. Uh, the Knicks last night actually won a game. Well, oh, by the way, uh, this is sponsored, uh, this section, by nobody. No, but no, no, who sponsors it? Nobody sponsors it. All right, so Ethan, think- give us the 32 seconds about the Knicks, starting now. Okay. All right, last night, uh, the Knicks uh, actually beat NBA's worst team. They have improved 19-46. and 46. They, they beat the Knicks. Uh, they beat the Heat. Well, beat the Heat 91-81. Jamal Crawford had 23 points. Randolph had 19 points. 12 rebounds in the game. Sean Marion uh, got, came over from the Phoenix Suns, had 15 points, 17 rebounds, but it wasn't enough. Uh, Miami fell to 11-52. 
That's it? That's the 32 seconds on the Knicks. All right, okay. Well, that's it. No more Knicks. And uh, the Nets, uh, even though they're uh, in the playoff picture, we don't even need to talk about them either. Okay, so that's all. Uh, now, we'll, we'll, well, what were we going to get to? Uh, we're talking about uh, Julio Franco. Well, Julio Franco, yeah, like, uh, Julio Franco is one of the oldest guys ever played. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I'm thinking at the best basketball here for a second. Houston uh, won their 20th game. Yeah, right? Houston, I mean, uh, wow, what a streak. 20 games in a row. Uh, we have to apologize to him a little bit. We forgot to mention him uh, last week when we were talking about some possible NBA teams. That, Yo, you know, yeah, at, at this point, Yao Ming never needs to play again, really. Yeah, I mean, uh, definitely uh, watch watch out for the Minnesota. I mean, they're, uh, not Minnesota. Uh, Houston, they're, they're hot right now. Uh, and uh, Houston can definitely uh, be a player in the playoffs. I mean, without Yao Ming, I thought they were going to have a tough time. They won 12 in a row with Yao and then 8 in a row uh, without uh, without Yeming. And by the way, uh, a Devils update, another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, five minutes and 16 to go second period. The Devils have tied the game. I'm not sure who scored it. I just recently uh, just changed the channel on my team. Oh, I'll find out who scored it. So, there you go. Yeah, some lame. What does that mean in the background, Ethan? Uh, so that's my aim chat. I still have the uh, voice on, and so someone uh, turn to mute, turn your radio down. Yeah, that's Frankie, the sports guy. He has some very <laughs> interesting uh, music, uh, very interesting sound effects on his aim. So if you're listening right now, so Frankie, uh, nice job setting that up on your aim chat. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, you, you can call in. Uh, we, about four minutes or so, we're going to have on Frankie, the sports guy, Jessica Bader of um, Seven Trains to Shay. Oh, that's no, just a matter of take the Seven Train. And then you can take that seven train to Shea uh, with Matt from uh, the Pinatello. So a lot to get into, uh, of course, uh, with the uh, Mets, who are um, March 31st. Um, well, yeah, you want uh, – oh, yeah, before Matt goes on, we'll talk a little Mets. I guess uh, some things that you can take from spring training here. The pitching – overall, the starting pitching has looked well. John Maine has looked all good in spring training. I saw him uh, pitch last week. outstanding. His last start against Boston, you know, finally uh, putting the jitters behind him. I know it's only spring training, but uh, he pitched four innings, uh, gave only two hits, struck out four, showed the Red Sox a little bit of what they're missing. John Lester, of course, was um, just as good for Boston in that game. Uh, the Mets eventually uh, had a tie game. I love spring training. I love the ties. Uh, it was one-to-one, uh, the final score against the Red Sox. But uh, Santana, um, he said the slider was a little better this time out. Uh, so each start looked very good. Also, I mean, uh, his first start was a little shaky, but after that, I mean, Santana's looked like himself. Of course, Pedro hasn't started yet in a spring training game, but it's during a simulated game. And apparently, from what everybody's saying, Rick Peterson included, uh, Pedro's looking good right now. It feels good, and uh, that's always a good thing to hear. Also, Alvin Perez a little bit of a slow start, but uh, he's gotten it going lately. Uh, last start, he only gave up a run. I think maybe one earned run in about four innings. Mostly, not underestimate what uh, Mike Pelfrey has done. I mean, uh, Mike Pelfrey is fighting to make the fifth, uh, the uh, fifth starter job on this team, so uh, he has a shot. Definitely has a shot. Anyway, uh, as we were saying uh, before, um, at nine thirty, we're going to have an announcement the sports guys. Uh, just Cabater and as well as um, Malcolm Seven Train. Um, you can call in after that segment. It'll probably be about 15 minutes long, and we'll uh, have to phone calls on anything New York sports and also 
uh, college basketball. We'll have to get into it with that. Uh, we'll also go over New Jersey a little bit. We'll give them uh, maybe 40 seconds here. Uh, the Nets beat the Cavs last uh, 40 night. 40 seconds. Nets beat the Cavs. LeBron James uh, scored 42 points. Nets still lost this game. Uh, interesting to see uh, Richard Jefferson and Vince Carter actually uh, combining to help the, uh, the Nets win the game. Jefferson had 24 points in the game. Uh, Devin Harris had 19 points. Vince Carter had 14 points, but eight rebounds, six assists. So a good all-around game. Okay, I guess they're in New Jersey here. I mean, they're, they're actually a playoff team, so uh, they're, they're actually a team well, that... a pathetic playoff team. The only thing that I only issue I have with them is that they're not coming to Brooklyn, it looks like now, that it hasn't been worked Imagine out. Imagine if uh, the Nets... Uh, if, let's say they make the playoffs, like, what, 10 games under 500. If they could possibly make the playoffs, 10 games under 500... And then they go far in the playoffs. Imagine if they win a few series, get to the Eastern Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. Let's just say hypothetically. I mean, that would be one of the weirdest things in NBA history. I mean, a team 10 games of the 500 going far. Imagine them like making the uh, NBA Finals with that type of record. I mean, uh, that would be unheard of. But anything can happen in the NBA. I mean, in a, a seven-game series, uh, anything can happen. Okay, just wait. Team of talent. Okay, join us right now. Uh, is this uh, Jessica Bader of MVN? Yes. Thanks so much for coming on. Also, we have on Matt from Seven Train to show you with us right now. Yes, well, I am, Ethan. Thanks for having me on again. Great. And uh, momentarily, uh, Frankie will join us as well uh, in this segment. Uh, again, this is um, a little mess roundtable that we'll be doing on our program. Uh, before we get to anything else, uh, Jessica, tell us a little bit about uh, working over at MVN for the Mets blog a little bit of the feedback that you get from uh, from the Mets fans come over to the site. Okay, well, I mean, I've been writing for MVN since July of 07, and before that I, w- I had my own blog called Chick Sig the Pitcher's Duel, and I just <laughs> find that it's a great experience in that, you know, after after a game, as a fan, you have, like, your reaction. You know, if you win, if they win, you're really happy about it. If they lose, you're upset, and... Blogging really enables you to sort of get the reaction out, share it, talk to other fans who feel the same way. And a lot of times, like, I'll have my opinion about something and fans will, and other fans will be like, thank you for, you know, putting into words what I was feeling. And that's a great feeling. Very cool, very cool. Okay, and of course, we know about... Uh, wait, let's just check. Uh, Frankie, are you uh, here with us? Yes, I am. How are you? Thanks so much for coming on, thank you. Let's go over to Matt from 7 Train to Shea. I mean, you've been on our show before, but Matt, tell us a little bit about uh, your show again to remind our listeners. Yes, uh, 7 Train to Shea, it's a weekly Mets radio show, cover the Mets inside and out. Basically, we're just letting, you know, people talk. We're doing a pregame of the Mets-Tigers game this Sunday at 1230. Schedule's going to be flipping around. We're trying to get a set date, but then once the season comes, we should have a set date. And uh, Great. hoping for looking good people to uh, call in and listen to the show. And Frankie's making his first appearance in a Mets roundtable. Frankie, tell us a little bit about your popular show over at BTR. Yeah, my show is actually Sports Talk Live with Frankie the Sports Guy. I've been uh, around, if you want to say, for a little <laughs> bit doing the show. Uh, I did the show actually over at MVN.com for a while, also uh, when MVN was doing right, a popular cool. radio show. And... Um, uh, you know, my show basically covers everything, everything from sports going on here, national uh, sports. I'm from New York. I'm a big Mets fan, been a Mets fan since I was a uh, little tot in the 70s, went through all the bad teams in the 70s. Uh, and, uh, you know, 
it's you know the show like I like I said is just a is just a conglomeration of everything that that I love about sports and okay sounds good okay uh, finally uh, getting onto the field now uh, Jessica uh, I'll ask you first uh, what do you think about uh, the Mets uh, starting pitching uh, this uh, off uh, not off season uh, spring training and uh, who do you think uh, should uh, be the fifth starter you think it should be El Duque or should it be Mike Pelfrey? Well, I mean, Pelfrey hasn't exactly been spectacular so far in spring training. I mean, he's walked more batters than he struck out. But the thing with El Duque is, so far, he, he's only pitched a simulated game. He hasn't pitched an actual game yet. And I really wonder how this is going to go with having him, doing, having him learn a new wind-up, completely change the way he pitches in order to take the pressure off his foot. I wonder if he's going to be able to stay healthy and effective like that, you know, completely changing the way he pitches. So until El Duque can prove that he's healthy, you have to give it to Pelfrey. Yeah, I really don't think he's healthy either. I think uh, people, what, what people are saying, uh, that he's only he's not throwing hard and he looks a little bit uncomfortable up there. Uh, Matt, uh, what do you think? Uh, who do you think uh, has this uh, shot right now? Best shot for the uh, fifth starter. This part, well, I'm, I'm going to go with um, Jessica again. It's Mike Pelfrey. It has to be El Duque is toying around with that windup if it is. It's trying to take less pressure off that toe that he injured last season. So it's, he's kind of up in the air, really. Uh, you know, Pelfrey, you got to give it to him. I mean, today, one run, two walks, six hits. Not as, I guess, you know, one of his best outings of the spring, but it's only spring training. You know, he's working on stuff. You know, the stats don't count. You have to give it to Mike Pelfrey right now. Get, let's, you know, see what this kid's got. Yeah, I definitely think Pelfrey has a future. He has some good stuff. Okay, Frankie, same question. What do you think, fifth starter? Okay, it's going to be Pelfrey, but I'll tell you this, put a warning label on it, because the guy's a nervous guy. If you ever listen to him talk to the media, I know he's young, talks to the media, he seems very nervous even on the mound. And when he gets into a big spot, he seems to get even more nervous. And, and, uh, and Oliver Perez has this problem too, but he seems to really have, more than anything else, a problem pitching out of, out of things. He gets himself in trouble, like Jessica said before, with all those walks. So you're going to give it to him, but... You might not keep him there. You might have to go with something else. And I agree, too, about Del Duque. You're not going to teach an old, an old dog who's about 90 years old. You're not going to teach him new tricks. And uh, it's going to take a while for him to learn that new motion. And uh, they're, they're taking him nice and slow. So you've got to go with Pelfrey and, and hope for the best. Yeah, definitely. Those walks will definitely hurt you in the long run. Those walks will come back to bite you. Uh, you've got to make the hitters earn uh, what they uh, get up there. You can't uh, give them free passes. No question about that. And Frank, I'll go right back at you here. You're talking about Pelfrey, and uh, he seems like he's a little under pressure when he's talking to the media. Now, a guy who seems to handle the media well in New York has been Johan Santana. He seems every time the media asks some questions, he, he he's answered them without any uh, sense of uncomfortable. He's not. He seems very comfortable uh, in New York. What do you think of um, Santana? Had a great turn against Boston. What do you think about how Santana's adjusting to being a Met? Some guys are built to play here. Some guys are not built to play here. Johan Santana is definitely built to play here. Randy Johnson, if you remember, came to the Yankees. Everybody thought, oh, this guy's going to be great. He had good years, but he wasn't a guy who was built to play in New York. Right when he started, I pushed, pushed the cameraman, had some problems. I think this guy is going to fit in great in New York. I, don't, I, you know, I, I hear people saying he's not going to be the, the pitcher that he was a couple years ago or whatever. You know, he, he had a whip of like 106. 1.06 last year, and he still didn't have a great 1.07, something like that. He was second, and he still didn't have a great year. He really didn't. So here's a guy who had a whip, which is pretty important. And, you know, 
he, I think he's, I think he's just going to be good. I mean, whether he's going to win twenty games, and if that's what the Mets fans think he's going to do, you know, you're going to have to have support from your Pedros and other guys down the line in Maine. But I think he's going to, you know, I really seriously think he's going to be the fit that they need. You know, he's the, he's the starter they needed. Tom Glavin wasn't number one. Well, Pedro hasn't been around. He's the starter they needed. He's that number one ace. And I think, you know, he, he's showing right now he can be an ace in many ways. Now, Matt, now you were down there in Port St. Lucie, Matt. What was the atmosphere like when you were there? Oh, I wasn't down there. My cousin oh, was down oh, there. Oh, your cousin was down there. My cousin was down there. He said it was he said it was really relaxed, uh, sitting out there on the berm. I don't know if anybody saw him. He was going after Schneider's home run. He was a big guy with the beer in his hand trying to go after it, but uh, <laughs> didn't get it. He said it was just really relaxed down there. Uh, you know, the players are really nice. They met Ron Dawing down there. Jose Reyes and Dave Wright are really approachable down there, and it just seems like, you know, they're having fun down there. You know, nobody's yeah. putting any pressure on them. You know, they're just playing baseball, really. Okay, well, now, um, I'll ask uh, Jessica now. Um, re- now, Jose Reyes, down the stretch, uh, was one of those uh, players on the Mets who, uh, one of the many who had a bad second half, but it was especially Reyes. Uh, his numbers went all the way down. It seemed like he was physically tired and mentally tired. Uh, how do you think Reyes is going to bounce back from the tough second half last year? I mean, I think he'll bounce back pretty well. I, I think that the main factor in his bad slump at the, at the end of the year last year is that, I mean, it's really highly unusual for a middle infielder to steal as many bases as he does. And the combination of the wear and tear he takes from running the bases and the wear and tear he takes from playing shortstop and having other players run into him, it's by the end of the year, and especially when he doesn't get a lot of days off, it's going to tire him out. And I'm Really hope that this year Willie Randolph plans to give him a few more days off here and there, and also to tell him more to pick his spots when he's stealing bases. That you know you don't need to steal 100 bases to to make an impact on the team with your base running. And I really think that if he just paces himself a bit more, he'll be fine because he's really grown up a lot over the past couple of years. I mean, back in '05, this was a guy who who really had trouble with his places so he never walked, and now. He walks almost, almost as often as he strikes out, and that's a really incredible transformation over what that, he was two years ago. That definitely shows that Reyes is maturing as a baseball player. And remember, you guys have to remember, the guy is still 24 years old. The guy is still improving, and uh, he's got a lot to get to. I definitely also want, want him to have a big year. He's on my fantasy team. I need him to come through. <laughs> oh, you're, you're lucky you got him. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, I had to make a – you know, I actually uh, made a trade for him. Pretty lucky to get him. I had to trade a few uh, good players, though, but I think he'll be worth it. I think he's going to have a good year. No question about that. Uh, now, Frankie, uh, now this Mets ballpark is a big issue. I mean, last year, one of the reasons uh, Billy Wagner alluded to it, one of the reasons uh, why this team uh, collapsed was because they couldn't get the ball to him uh, without giving up the run. I mean, the Mets had leads, but they weren't holding them down. Um, what's one guy or maybe two guys in this ballpark that have impressed you this spring or or – Two guys that you think could make this could surprise surprisingly make this team. Um, you know, right now I, I'm happy to just to see Duana Sanchez there. <laughs> that's I mean that's the key, and, and whether other guys out there are doing a good job or not, I don't think that's important. I know there's other guys, but Duana Sanchez was a big part of that team in in uh, 2006, and not having him there, no matter what they tried to put in there, instead has been you know a serious serious issue. Uh, you know, right now it, it doesn't make a difference 
It makes a difference who they have in there. But I, I think right now, I would say my big thing is I don't care about anybody else right now. You've got to keep Duana Sanchez healthy. healthy. And, uh, you know, unless Aaron Hamlin finds a way to, to be traded somewhere, because as of now he hasn't, but who knows if they're going to do that. If they make a trade and get rid of Hamlin, which I don't think they'd want to do, he's a guy who's got to step up a little bit. Definitely. And, and, and pitch a little better. Yeah, well, you know what? Those things happen. There's nothing you're going to do about that, you know. But, but I think Duana Sanchez is the is the uh, is the big key. I think in that in that bullpen, I've seen a lot of the young kids, guys who are not going to make the team, look pretty good. And uh, you know, hopefully down the road you'll have some guys. You know, if you need them in the in the, uh, I guess you know down the road in the, in the season you'll bring them up. But my my thing is I'm just worried about Duana Sanchez. No one else right now. Okay. And uh, Matt, I'm sorry. Um, and Matt, what are your thoughts about this Mets bullpen? I mean, uh, it just seems like it's going to be a fight to the end uh, to see who uh, who makes out of camp. Yeah, it really is going to be a fight. One guy that's really impressed me, I don't know about you guys, is Stephen Register. is a rule five oh, yeah, definitely. pick. The Mets got last season from the Rockies, led double-A in saves. The Mets really like this guy, hides the ball well. He's, you know, not a really hard thrower, maybe 87 to 90 they really like him. I think he might have a chance to make it. He has to have I know a chance. Yeah, he has to. Like Frank because if he doesn't, he, he goes to. back to Colorado. Colorado. Yeah, that's where you have to offer him back to Colorado. So it's either, you know, you make the team, you know, on opening day or you don't. I mean, he's he might be a guy to come up, might play the Joe, Joe Smith role out of last season, but it's really hard to tell. You know, there's a lot of competition in there. Matt Wise is also in there in the mix. Mm-hmm. You know, you got Sosa thrown around. You could – you know, throw Duke into a long release. Well, a lot of questions. Rumors. I don't think when Sosa was actually from trade rumors, uh, when I was thinking about shopping um, Sosa. I think Sosa will be on the team. I think Sosa will make the team. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens. Uh, Jessica, what are your thoughts on this Mets bullpen? I mean, it seems jam-packed, but eventually uh, Randall's going to have to come down and, and pick uh, 10 guys out of camp to make it. Well, I've been very impressed so far with Matt Wise who mm-hmm. wasn't really a, a, a majorly heralded acquisition, but he's looked pretty good in, in the time that he's been pitching in spring training. I think he's pitched like something like seven innings or so, six strikeouts, only one walk. He's good velocity, and they, they said that the reason he like struggled down the stretch last year for the Brewers was that he sort of was a bit spooked out after a pitch he threw hit a player in the face, and I think that if he's over that, he'll probably be a very valuable contributor to this team. And to me, I think a major key and how this bullpen performs this year is how Scott Schoenweiss rebounds from a, a really terrible year and how Willie Randolph changes the way he uses him because Schoenweiss, he's, he's decent against lefties, but he really cannot get right-handed hitters out at all, and he should never be allowed to face them. And I just hope that Willie Randolph has realized that. And But really, from what I've seen of Schoenweiss so far this spring training, it just seems like same old, same old. I mean... I was watching the game over the weekend where he came in with, run, with a couple of runners on base and he allowed them all to score. It was just, well, oh, where have I seen this before? Oh, yeah, last well, year. Certainly a uh, hope for the best from Scott Schoenweiss. Um, I think uh, he was hurt a little bit last year, but he, if you remember down the stretch, he was actually one of the uh, reliable pitchers in September. Uh, so let's hope for uh, that Scott Schoenweiss instead of uh, the bad Scott Schoenweiss. Now, Jessica, I'll stay with you. Um, now, David Wright... Uh, had a great year last year, but got off to a very slow start in April. Now, um, do you think that this could be possibly a problem with him 
uh, for the future, or do you think that that was just a fluke? And also, do you think that he has a legitimate shot to a National League MVP this year? Well, for, for the first question as to whether I think the bad April is a trend or a fluke, I really just think it's a fluke. I'm, I mean, it was completely out of line with anything he did in all of last year. And, I mean, I'm just going to look up his numbers right now, see if he has any sort of pattern of doing that, because I really don't recall that in the past two years before that. Well, yeah, I remember in 2006, um, it was the uh, home run derby, the home run derby missed that uh, David Wright uh, was struggling in the second half. He had 20 home runs in the first half in uh, 2006, and only six in the second half, and his batting average went way down. So I'm also going to ask uh, Frank. Uh, Frank, what do you think about uh, David Wright and that slow April, and how is he going to maintain a consistent play the entire year? You know, I, I think he did a great job in, in the home run derby, all that stuff, but that really didn't mean much in my mind. And he did get tired near the end of, of that year. Uh, he came back, and, you know, sometimes guys just have rough starts. But you want to know something? He had really good numbers. And he had, I mean, for a guy who started off slow, that would mean that he probably would have had unbelievable numbers if he would have done a little bit more. I, I don't worry about that. I don't worry about him or anything that has to do with David Wright. Because I think David Wright comes to the table every game, and he goes to that field, and he plays as hard as he can. And, uh, you know... <clears throat> I think he'll. I think he'll be fine. I think he'll put up the numbers. He's a consistent ball player. I think he'll put up the numbers that he needs to. And uh, you know, he's he's not my worry. You were talking before about Reyes. That's my worry. And I don't care what Jessica said or anybody says. I'm still a little worried about him. I'm a little worried about him. That's definitely a definitely a fair concern. I think all Met fans uh, want uh, want to wonder uh, whether Reyes is going to return to his uh, early 2007 and uh, all 2006 form. I mean, definitely those last two months have to concern you uh, with uh, the guy just uh, lost it, basically. I mean, hopefully, uh, you know, like as you said before, David Wright got tired uh, in uh, 2006 down the stretch. But in 2007, he was strong until the end. So we got to just hope that uh, Reyes um, will stay strong throughout the whole year. And you know what? I think uh, I have a gut feeling that uh, Jose Reyes is going to do that. Even with Wright, i got to tell you this though, very quickly. Even with Wright, you know, I don't get what these guys are getting tired. I know they're playing a lot or whatever, but they're ball players, And you know what? I know what they, I'm, not, I'm not playing with them. I'm not in the shape that they are. But you know what? It's the same thing when these guys come in spring training and get hurt, like the first week. You sit there and you think, you know, you, you really need to play. I don't think the tiredness was, was uh, Ray's problem. I think his head was his problem. And they said that from when he was 17, 18, 19 years old. And maybe it just came back a little bit. I think he needs a little kick in the butt, and I think he'll be uh, he'll be all right if they do that. And I think Willie needs a little more control of that team, but that's for another day. Definitely, no question about that. Once again, join us right now, uh, Frankie the Sports Guy, Jessica Bader of MVN.com, and Matt from 7 Train to Shea. Now, Matt, you dedicated an entire show uh, with Greg, your co-host, you dedicated an entire show to the Mets and the Phillies. And it was probably prompted by what Beltran said, you know, that to, to, to Jimmy Rollins, we're the team to be. How much do the Mets need Carlos Beltran to step up this year and be a leader not only on the field but in the clubhouse as well? Well, first of all, I was very surprised by Beltran. He's a really quiet, outspoken guy. I was really shocked by those comments. They're going to need to step, you know, Beltran's going to need to step it up. You look around, a lose down until mid-May until he could basically pick up a bat. Delgado, you don't know with him. He's still, I think he's one for 11 this spring. He's still struggling on those inside pitches. I still kind of get the sense he might be hurt. 
I mean, Beltran's huge. You know, Rollins backed it up last year, winning MVP by saying they were the team to beat. Hopefully Beltran could back that up again by maybe having possibly an MVP year and hopefully, you know, have us go into City Field, you know, with the World Series banner hanging up there. All right, okay. Well, before we let all you guys go, we have to let you go in a few minutes here. We're running out of time. So I'm going to ask each and every one of you, I'll start with Jessica, uh, Annalise predictions. I think the Mets will win the division. I mean, they even with any concerns that we have about the back about you know Pelfrey or Alduque, the Mets I think have the best rotation in the division. And as long as the lineup can stay healthy, I, I see them winning 95 games. Uh, definitely, we definitely have to hope that's the best case scenario. But uh, also with a Lou Hart, we have to be concerned about injuries. I think that would be the biggest concern for us. Uh, Frankie, uh, what do you think? Uh, NLE's predictions: Who's going to win the division? Okay, I'm a Mets fan, right? Uh, I think uh, I think the Phillies are going to win the division, and I and I say that because I, I just think that the Mets. You just hit it. You, the Mets are going to have some injuries. I think the Mets will make the playoffs. I think the Phillies will win the division, uh, and I think I'm going to tell you guys. I know Hampton got hurt. I don't know the biggest part of his injury. The, the Braves have some injury situations themselves. If they get hot, watch the Braves this year because they have a decent older but decent pitching staff. Those four guys could be good. Uh, and and uh, but I, I definitely think the Phillies are going to win a division. I just I just think that they're they're going to win more games than the Mets. But I think the Mets will make the playoffs. Well, the Phillies are much younger than us, and uh, but their big question right now is their bullpen, mm-hmm. especially if Brett Myers isn't in the bullpen. Uh, who do they really have? I mean, they have to rely on Brad Lidge. If Brad Lidge does not come through, that that's going to change all their plans around. And Brad Lidge is already hurt. He's not going to be ready for opening day. I think yeah. Brad Lidge is the biggest effect on that team. I really do. Also, I, mean, I mean, certainly hope you're wrong, but, I mean, that's a valid prediction right there. I think the Phillies are going to be very good. I think but I think that the uh, the wild card and the uh, division winner will be between those two teams. Just uh, don't know who yet. Okay, so, uh, Matt, uh, who do you think is going to the division? Well, you know, look at expectations here. Um, you know, 2006, I didn't really have any expectations for them. Look how far they went. I'm going to have to go the same with Frankie here. I think the Phillies, you know, they're the team to beat. I think they're going to maybe win. Right now I'm going to say the Phillies, even though, you know, I love the Mets. You know, it's just that expectation thing. Um, you know, I think the Phillies, I think the Mets probably win the wild card, but, you know, the NL West is going to be tough. That's going to be one hell of a division to play in. you got the D-backs, the Dodgers, Padres, and the Rockies all fighting for that top spot. So I think whoever's going to win the NL East is probably, you know, going to win. Probably going to have that playoff spot locked in because the wild card spot is going to be coming from the West. So I'm going to say the Phillies right now just because of uh, expectations I have for this club. And who knows, maybe the Mets will uh, surprise me. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. I hope some of that. Uh, you know, um, actually, uh, the Mets do have the oldest average age in baseball. They're older than the Red Sox, even. So I, mean, I guess if like a guy like Fernando Martinez comes up, that will definitely uh, bring that down. But uh, once again, guys, uh, we got to thank you so much for coming on. Uh, hopefully, we'll see you guys down the line, and, and good luck, and let's go Mets. Let's go Mets, and thank you for having us. No problem. Thank you very much, guys. See you guys later on. All right, on. thank you. Okay. Check out all of their uh, uh, sites and shows. You can check out uh, – um, Jessica Bader over at nvn.com slash mlb-mets. Uh, that's our um, uh, that's seven train. Uh, seven train to Shea is Matt's radio show. That's at blogtrader.com slash seven train to Shea. And Frankie's 
our radio show, Sports Talk Live with Frankie. That's blogtalkradio.com slash sports talk live with Frankie. And uh, you should check out that, all their great shows and all their great stuff over there. Uh, we're going to take a quick break on the sports topic. Uh, we'll take uh, some more phone calls, I guess, uh, toward the end of the program. want to call in. but uh, Nine minutes to go. We'll take your calls. We'll be right back. Great. On Eastman and the Quas. The Sports Socket. Your home for the Mets, the Yankees, the Rangers, the Islanders, the Devils, even the Knicks and the Nets. Anything you want is right here on the docket www.blogtalkreader.com slash docket every Thursday night at 8 o'clock p.m. Same time, same place. Live from Lindbrook and Brooklyn, New York, this is the Sports Docket Radio Show with Ace Man and the Cross on Blog Talk Radio. Looking for a fantasy baseball league? Well, look no further. Next week on February 28th, we got another great 90 minutes for you. Adam Rubin will join us at... <laughs> we're back. <laughs> we're back, and we're... And Blanc really likes to play games with us. <laughs> but yeah, but so we're back on our program, 9.53, seven minutes to go. Uh, we're not going to... <laughs> You guys can point the finger at him. <laughs> yeah. Just play around the switchboard now. But anyway, yes, uh, calling with seven minutes to go in our program. We'll take your phone calls here on the sports docket. Um, again, you can check out our site. Yep, we can definitely check that out. <laughs> yeah, Stephen's Steven having a little too much fun on the other side of the glass. Yep, I am having a lot of fun. Yes. Um, again, the promo code, remember to email us that. Uh, anybody can email us, even if you're a blog radio host yourself, you can enter into this contest. Don't miss an opportunity to be part of a uh, mega interview with a mega guest. So, um, want to call in, you can call in. Little John Cena there. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. Anyway, uh, do you have an update on the, on the Devils again? Devils are wild right now. The Devils are doing I'm happy to say that it's 3-2 Minnesota right now. Third period, 17 uh, minutes to go. Still plenty of time, but so time. right now the Devils are going to need to find another goal. By the way, if you're a Knicks fan but uh, can't stand watching the team, you can watch the New York Knicks City Dancers. Uh, they're currently playing the Level Bulls. They're, that's the Chicago Bulls um, Dancers. Uh I don't know, it's random, but uh, the, 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 the Knicks City Dancers have, have advanced um, in the uh, NBA.com dance team bracket. So make sure you vote for the Knicks City Dancers and not for the Chicago Bull Dancers. <laughs> I, I, I think that's one of the reasons. I'm talking about the Knicks. I, I'm talking about the Dancers. Not about right, that's fine, that's fine. You can talk about the Dancers. It's okay. By the way, um, the Rockets have done something that um, uh, that the uh, Patriots weren't able to do. The Rockets were able to go 19 and 0 
Now the twentieth oh. Well when the twentieth game, oh man, uh just have seen the save that Bordeaux just made. Right on the goal line and bouncing. Well Bordeaux had the save of the year. When was that? Oh uh, no, I think it was Lundquist, I think. Lundquist had the save of the Sunday Henrik Lundquist? Uh yeah. When uh what happened was uh Phil Kessel from the Bruins, uh, the good young prospect. Mm-hmm. Got a, a fed a beautiful pass to another guy that was right in the crease. Basically, had the whole net. Lundqvist uh, somehow with the pad, not with the pad, with the uh, arm and the glove, reached out, got just a little piece of it. Unbelievable. And then the puck right away is kicked right back out to the point. And then a big shot. Lundqvist laying down the floor, sticks his pads up, and uh, makes an incredible save. I think that was one of the best saves of the year. So, I mean... A lot of saves in hockey. So, uh, coming down to the last few minutes here of the show. Yeah, uh, we're ending at 10, not 10.30, if you're wondering. Uh, we are ending at 10. Yes. We're going to be ending. We, we, so, basically, no more time for phone calls. Uh, well, if you want to call in real quick, you can take a quick call. Yeah, uh, a quick call, but that's about it. Uh, next week, we'll have a little NCA show. Uh, Give a little, uh, Wednesday little night. Here. Go juniors. We'll be back at uh, a regular okay. time. So that should be fun. Also, uh, for, your, for all those Jews out there celebrating Purim, uh, wish you a happy holiday. We do. We sure do wish you a happy holiday, Purim. And uh, all those people celebrating Good Friday, happy holiday to you as well, uh, of course. I'll just and, let uh, you guys know, right, next week we're going to do Wednesday show. Yeah, Wednesday show. It's, it's Thursday is Thursday next week. Thursday is the actual holiday, so I won't be able to do it. Um also, some big notes. Of course, in Detroit, uh, did get out of that slump. Detroit leads the Western Conference, but they're trailing Dallas right now, three to one, in the second period, and they really need to start winning, or else. Also, uh, uh, Boston Bruins lost again. Ken Bay. So really, the Rangers basically guaranteed at least sixth spot right now. Mhm. Um. Right now, so hockey race is getting good. All right. Uh, thank you uh, all for listening to Ace Man the Quad for the last few minutes. I'll uh, play some a uh, little bit of music. Uh, actually, the actually, the, Detroit came back. I was looking at the uh, unrefreshed screen. Detroit is leading Dallas four to three. So forget everything I just said. Detroit is out of that slump. Wow. <laughs> Detroit leads four to three. Detroit uh, won tonight. They uh, first team in the NHL to reach a hundred points. Yeah, Detroit hundred points. All right, as we go here on Ace of the Quads, Devils pass game. Dennis Zubris uh, beats the uh, Wild goaltender. Okay, so uh, everybody, thanks for joining us. I'll leave us off with a little bit of music. Next week, Wednesday, not Thursday, Wednesday, back at our normal time at 8 p.m. Yes. So we'll see you all next week. Uh, thank you for listening to Ace Man and the Quas.